We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on the line, on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line, I should say, is uh, the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Trista Crick. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista's analysis. Just check out BetMGM, wherever you find your podcast. Trista, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. I know it was short notice, but I appreciate uh, you responding back quick. I love you guys, man. Uh, I can't uh, can't thank you enough, Mike, for coming on the show. I don't know Bobby well, but anybody who's nicknamed the Cajun Cannon is, is good in my book. <laughs> okay, this weekend, who, who are your best bets? College so, basketball-wise. In terms of college basketball, so lines aren't aren't out yet. I was actually just looking at that right now. So you're not getting anything in college until probably the day before. Okay. So if you want to look at some things tonight. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it about tonight then. Are interesting. I know that, you know, you, we talk about Big Ten a lot, right? And yep. Big Ten's a very, very tough place to play in, in these home courts. But Wisconsin just hasn't been great. They haven't been great at home. Uh, They certainly haven't been great on the road. I think they've been pretty disappointing. And I think Purdue has to kind of get things back together. Uh, Obviously, I had a couple of disappointing losses recently. So I like actually Purdue to come out uh, and cover that four and a half. Don't like uh, the total whatsoever. That's probably my favorite bet in college. There's not a ton. Uh, in terms of like power five that's on tonight, you've got Arizona State as well. Um, they're playing uh, UCLA at UCLA, kind of a huge number, 11 and a half. That's a big that number. And, yeah, huge number at UCLA. So I'd stay away, even though they're number two team in the country. And then Arizona on the road at USC, minus two and a half. I like, I like Arizona on the road, minus two and a half for them. They obviously have had some disappointing losses themselves. Um, but again, probably the two only two teams in the Pac-12 that you could really trust, UCLA and Arizona. We're starting to see that there's a larger gap uh, between UCLA and Zona uh, because of Ben Matherin leaving uh, over the summer to play for the Pacers. So those there's not really a lot right now in college that I love. Now, uh, Trista, uh, when you're talking about uh, expectations and uh, who's the hottest flavor of the week, so to speak. Uh, you look how dominant South Carolina and, and women's basketball they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you have someone you think is going to get hot at the right time? Uh, boy, that, that's something. Uh, when you talk about Alabama football, well, how about Alabama basketball right now? When you think number one, or you look at, like, that's old school. And, and that, Auburn thought they had it. Uh, yeah. They thought they had it last night. Yeah, so uh, but when you look at, like, or even, like, Houston Cougars, I kind of go old school oh, with them, goodness. with the, the Fab Five and uh, and, and all that. So uh, so, so, what is your t- – no, not Fab Five, uh, a five, five Slam and Jamma. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Old school with Elijah and stuff. No, uh, yeah, the team yeah. that beats the Cougars, 
they will have to have a great night, and the Cougars will have to have a bad one. Man, the, the way they can play Ooh. defense, Trista, is so good, and they're so explosive on offense. Yeah, I think you're right, Mike. Like, this is the only team that I really, in all of college basketball, feel confident in regardless of the matchup, right? You look at Alabama, and the thing that Alabama struggles with is perimeter defense, and you saw this against Tennessee. When they get locked down on the perimeter, they really have a hard time creating their own shot. Brandon Miller, he really doesn't get a lot of separation on his own. He obviously has been playing really well in the wake of all of those allegations that he's under. But Alabama against the spread, I don't think they've covered since the Brandon Miller news came out. So I'm going to probably fade Alabama Whoa. for the rest of the season against the spread. I, I think they'll I, can I see them going deep in the tournament? Sure. But I could also see them getting bounced early depending on who they end up matching up with. Because if you've got good interior defense and good perimeter defense, which there's not that many teams in the country that have both, right? I think they have a real trouble hanging on to the ball. They make bad decisions. And they don't have guards that can get their own shot and, and really create openings for Brendan Miller. You talked about UCLA earlier. Your thoughts on the Bruins, uh, Bobby and I grew up, they were perennial powers. Um, you know, the wooden-type run, which was unbelievable, uh, how they went through it in the 60s the and Wizard 70s. The Westwood. But, yeah, your thoughts on the Bruins, uh, because I've had a couple of people tell me, watch for UCLA, that they could be a team that could give people a lot of trouble and end up in that Final Four. Yeah, I think you're right, too, and we've already seen uh, a lot of that core go to the Final Four before. Right. Uh, and, you, and, and you've got Jaime Hawkins, who I think maybe is one of the more underrated players in the nation. We don't get a lot of chatter about him. You hear a lot about Drew Timmy and not a lot about Jaime. Jaime's been there forever, too. He's a bruiser. He can get things done defensively and offensively. And I like their backcourt play. But if you look at UCLA, what they really have done is just gotten a lot better defensively, too. They're the second-best defense in the country. So, yeah, I, I'm not somebody – because I'm from the West Coast. So, I, I, don't, I don't always think highly of Pac-12 teams. But UCLA is probably the only Pac-12 team right now that I can say is a cut above even really other teams around the country. UCLA and Houston, I know that sounds kind of chalky, right? Because right, that's right. what Ken Palm likes, too. But – Outside of that, you got all these good teams in the Big East, and they're beating up on one another. Same thing with uh, the Big Ten. And all that means to me is when you get into tournament play, you're exhausted. And so teams who like UCLA and Houston, I could see obviously having, having really good tournaments. Now, uh, Trista, what is your take on this? Because you look at recruiting classes and all that, and, and you look at the Blue Bloods, and um, you can break it down. Obviously, I remember at one point, like Kentucky, are they even going to make the NCAA tournament? And they kind of turned it on, and you look how disappointing North Carolina's been, and then yeah. uh, and then you got Duke and you got Kansas. So when you look at those blue bloods, uh, why all of a sudden they're not maybe more dominant? Because you think with recruiting classes that they would be. You know, I think it's really interesting, and I think the NIL has helped increase parity a little bit, right? If you're a team like Xavier, for example, right. and all of a sudden the things that Sean Miller was doing. 15, 20 years ago is now somewhat legal to do depending on how you structure right. it. Yeah. Now, you've, now you've got these smaller Man, smaller even what schools. Will Wade was doing is as legal At today. LSU, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you, if you look at these schools who want to be, be 
basketball-oriented. Xavier's a great example of that. UConn's a good example of that. And then you throw in a really good coach, and you're able to get transfers right away and entice them with playing time, a coach that's a player's coach, and then NIL money. I just think there's – and on top of that, more streaming services, more eyeballs on the game. You don't have to go to Kentucky in order to be seen, in order to be known, Right. right, especially considering social media is so much of a part of it. I think it just makes it easy for players to move. And more player movement, I think, means more parity, right, in the sport. So it does – it is bad, though, for the Blue Buds. Uh, they, they must hate this because they were cleaning up. Right, UNC, right. Duke, Kentucky, cleaning up. And now you have teams like St. Mary's, eighth in the country, in Ken Palm. Trista, your thoughts. We'll swing it to the NBA now um, on – you know, it, it's just a wild mess in, in the – in the West right now. Yeah. Uh, and and it, I don't know who's going to come out of this. Uh, we've had a couple of people, they like the Clippers, that maybe a team that could maybe make a run at this. I late. don't because of uh, Westbrook. I, 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 don't, I don't see it either. Uh, some people like Memphis. I, I don't get that either, uh, to be honest with you. Memphis talks a better game than they play. Uh, with Dallas, I, I don't know how that's going to mesh. You got two superstar players, and I think once they brought in Kyrie, either that was going to be a colossal jump for them, or it was going to be a big time woo woo. And I think it's it, it's not that's not going to work out either. Is there a team out west that you really like right now? I can tell you, I like my uh, the Suns and Kevin Durant. You uh, saw it last well, night. Yeah. You oh. saw the, oh, what type of impact Kevin Durant made. But your thoughts on that, Tristan, on, on who you like out West? Yeah, you know, the West is so fascinating because I think for especially you guys too, a lot of people thought the Pelicans were going to be really good. They thought that there was, there was steam on them to come out of the West given how well they played against the Phoenix Suns in the first round. They really gave it to them. They made it so difficult for the Suns that – they pretty much went out in New Orleans and all got COVID and then went out like a light to the mass, right? So uh, I, there's just so much, dis, uh, dis, I guess, parity between, you know, the top and the bottom. You have, what, three games between four and right. nine, yeah. which is which is crazy. So, yeah, of course I like the Suns. Of course I like the Nuggets. Like that, Those are teams that, that are in the top four of the West. Obviously, anytime you add Kevin Durant to any team, you become the automatic team that's the darling but the Warriors man Steph Curry yes when he comes back they're just they're just slowly but surely making their way up the standings we were worried two three weeks ago that they wouldn't even be a playing team they're now fifth in the west they're beating teams with ragtag crews and when Steph comes back in and then you have the core that they you know that they have and play so well defensively right when they want to turn it on defensively they lock down they make things super hard for boston in the finals because of what they've always done they play basketball the right way with a lot of free-flowing movement and i just can't count them out they're the villain in these super in these movies where if if you don't take them out they're gonna grab your ankle and pull you down when you least expect it so i'm still i'm still all in on the warriors if you if you look at what they are to come out of the west they are better better odds for a better now, just to come out of the West than they were to win the whole thing. So you can get them eight to one to come out of the West, sixteen to one to win it all. Think about that. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green has been playing excellent. You've got obviously still Jordan Poole. Whenever Wiggins comes back, and now you still have Gary Payton who's coming back from injury, and Jonathan Kaminga who's taking a step. 
I think this team's going to be super dangerous. I, I think there's, there's some problems between how Vegas sees the Suns versus the Warriors when they're literally two games apart. Yeah, now, Trista, how about in the East? Are you a Celtics fan or Bucks or what? Uh, the Greek freaks, uh, I mean, uh, boy, even him on the bench, it seemed like he motivates his teammates. Yeah, see, I, I think that the Bucks would have won that series against the Celtics if they would have had Chris Middleton. I'm in that camp. I, I agree and, with you, Kristen. And I so, and I, think, and I think a lot of people realize that academically, but then for whatever reason, they still think the Celtics are the better team now. Chris Middleton hasn't played great. Why? Because he's been coming back from injury. His knee has been janky for all year. He said he has swelling in his knee every offseason. So for him to get back right is really important. The Bucks won, what, 16 in a row win streak? They're like right. 18 and 12 away, 27 and 5 at home. If they get home court advantage for this whole thing, it's going to be really, really tough to beat them as long as everybody is healthy. That's the number one thing. I think getting Jay Crowder was huge. Joe Ingles was a huge pickup for them, too, for perimeter shooting in the corner. Yeah, the Bucks are tough, man. They're going to be a really, really tough out. I don't know if the Celtics in crunch time in these fourth quarters when their offense slows down are going to be able to hang. Trista, uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to calm Horvat down with this, but uh, now yeah. indications that the Panthers have reached out to Green Bay about a possible trade for Aaron Rodgers. Just your thoughts. Do you think Aaron, one, do you think he'll return? And secondly, does he return to Green Bay? Or are the Packers say, you know what, enough's enough. We've had enough of this playing around. We Listen, we just got to deal you off, and we got to understand that we're going to take our lumps with Jordan Love. Yeah, man. It's like, why would you want to pay someone all that money if they really don't want to be there and they're not fully engaged? At at a certain point, you have to kind of say, we need to start planning for the future. As you know, Mike, you're one of our favorite guests in terms of breaking down football. So much of this is all about putting guys on the same timeline. So Aaron Rodgers is on one timeline and on one pay scale, and the rest of the roster is a bunch of young guys. So outside of, you know, Aaron Jones and, you know, David Bakhtiari and some of these random pieces, but in terms of the core of the team, they feel like they're on two different pages. So for Aaron, it seems like he needs to go somewhere where he's plug and play. You can't be putting Aaron Rodgers in the middle of a rebuild. So I I like the Jets as a spot. Do I think it's maybe the most narrative? I don't, Trista, I don't. You know why? Because it's AFC. I, and uh, he needs to stay in the NFC. Yeah. Look at the NFC You're South, right. how sorry it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers goes to Carolina, that they favored to win the NFC oh, South. And then like he gets, overnight. And he gets the, the whole mm-hmm. uh, home game. Yeah. Now, with the Jets, that's, because no, of Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot more yeah. competition yeah. at the AFC. But, man, playing in New York, no, 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 if that, you can there make, is something if you about can that. make it in New York, you make it. he could be the second coming. I said this to Joe <laughs> Namath. Oh, my God. If Aaron Rodgers would – bring the Jets a Super Bowl, they'd build a statue of him. Right, <laughs> right. And if and he's got a little bit of an ego, too. So right, I think, a little I think bit. The roster, <laughs> the roster, obviously, is plug and play. The AFC is so tough. If you can stay in the NFC, it's a much better situation. NFC's wide open, right? It's just, it's just right. the Eagles and the Niners. I don't trust my Cowboys at all. Obviously, Mike McCarthy, I don't trust. So if he can figure out a way to do that, I know there's been a lot of steam on on him going to Vegas, and maybe that's just a lifestyle thing. But I think there's got to be real smoke there about Green Bay moving on because he doesn't seem like he's going to be locked all the way in. He's going to be frustrated with the team, and why shouldn't he be? He's one of the best. 
He's at the tail end of his career. He's making a lot of money. And the team just isn't elevated to the level it needs to be in order for him to win enough games to even be in contention. Trista, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I love having you or have being on. I'll talk, talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Trista. Thanks so much, Trista Crick. And, She's and, the host of Bet MGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Again, Trista Crick. Insider calls are presented by Bet MGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the Bet MGM app. Micah, Bob? as we go on to the break, I'm telling you, you know, and I, I don't know if I'm, this is a tease. I'm just going to kind of tell you, ain't no tease or nothing. I'm telling you, Tom Brady's not necessarily retired. He's taking it one day at a time. I saw something in an interview. Colin he would not at it. answer Colin. No, he would not. At, he Mike, would not it was answer like saying, Colin. He's like saying, oh, no, I'm done. There's no way. I'm telling you. The 49ers has a, have a Super Bowl team, but who in the hell is their quarterback? And Tom Brady can go back home? <laughs> Watch. I'm telling you. When all said and done, if Tom Brady would end up being the 49ers quarterback. Bob, I listened to that podcast, and then Colin played it again, yes. and I knew he Mike. had never answered that question. He never said, no, I'm done. Never. For sure I'm done. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to work for Fox. He goes, no, I'll take it one day at a time, and I'll see you. And the I'm fact at. that he doesn't have to work for Fox this year right. is Greg Olson's, right. who I think did a fantastic job yes. uh, as a color analyst for Fox. We'll be back with more sports talk here on The Big A. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.